happens caller. every time. First time caller. Hang on, I'm gonna say it. Long Here time we go. Hey, wait. Oh, you got yeah, me. I'm going. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the uh, 388th edition of the Off the Lip Radio Show. Drum roll, please. Our guest tonight, the one and only. Uh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the show's gonna be this. Right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> so prepare the listeners. Can I touch this? Can yeah, it's all clean. I cleaned it. Yeah. You cleaned it. Nick okay. Strong Svetich. There we go. From no, Save the good. Waves. I didn't give you a shot. That was oh, excellent. That was pretty good. Huh? Yeah. I've been practicing all. I've been driving around my car I going. Know, I know. Nick Strong Svetich. I heard that from all the way back there. Good Nick job. Nick Strong Svetich. That would have been. God, now there's no nothing to talk about. Yes, no. Now we're going to talk about real shit. Oh, no. Well, do you remember how bad you said it the first time oh, Nick was on the show? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I mean, something something funny. I look at my. Oh, you're in my phone, obviously, right? My. You know, it, uh, connection. I'm in your phone. That's Address good. Book. I made it. The, f- the, the name is totally butchered. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even phonetic? No. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? Hey, thanks for bringing the, the road sodas, too. Road sodas. Yeah, That's cheers, fun. everybody. Yeah. It's, it's, yep, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, yours is, you got to open it. We're just, we're just driving around the, the Mount Rainier. Did you guys yeah. have that down here way back in the day? Yeah. I did not. It was the best commercial. It was this motorcycle. It going, but I don't know if it was like a regional thing. I mean, I grew up in Washington, so it's nice and I, nice and cold. Before we start, I would like to dedicate this show to the late Dave King. Yes, Dave King. To the Waterman, right? So just this real sad story, you know. And like, I mean, some of my age, I wake up in the morning going, you know, it could happen to me. So. You know, I was just like less than three, two or three weeks ago, we were messaging each other about having him back on the show. Mm-hmm. He wanted, he really wanted to come on the show. Yep. So we're going to miss Dave. Yeah. Big Dave, huh? What a legend. I, I remember That's some paddleboard races because I'm always the boat guy. He could paddle. Yeah. I and mean, he, he had those, those massive when arms. He, when he stood up on the board, it looked like the Statue of Liberty. Just, yeah. Just a huge guy, yeah. right? And you, you know, what a legend, though. You're right. Boots put some pictures on his social media, and when he stands next to Boots, because Boots is like 5'8 on a good day. Uh, my, my, my memory of him was on 38th Avenue one time, and he comes, comes by my, the house I was at, and he goes, hey, why don't you friend me on Facebook? What the <laughs> <laughs> What's, first, it, was like, it was like 10 years ago. Or something <laughs> than, I had no idea what Facebook. What's Facebook? <laughs> and he was the guy who, to, who told you. what Facebook was. I always wow. remember that. Yeah. Well, what a great community member. He volunteered at everything. And, uh, ride a wave. Ride a wave. I mean, he was always involved. He was at every event. Right. He had a lot of friends. Yeah. And uh, here is to uh, Dave King. Yeah. Here's to Dave King. Cheers. Yeah. Here, yep. Cheers, Dave. Cheers. Mm. Well, this is shitty beer it's, right here. Really, you asked me. I asked <laughs> yeah. you, are you an ales guy or a lager guy, which is an English thing, right? Right, right. I still don't really know what this means, but. You said lager, so I went with the yeah. hometown special. If you said ale, you would have gotten a good beer. You would have gotten an IPA. Something actually maybe in a bottle? <laughs> yeah, no, you got, I, I scraped the bottom. I had to <laughs> clear out the ice. There was some leftover Jeez. bait in there that I had to clear out of the way. Rainier kind of tastes like Sunday morning. You know what I mean? It's like it's, it's like a, a fishing trip like 12 yeah. years ago. Yeah. It, yeah. 14, actually. <laughs> I dug it out. It was uh, it was in the cooler still. It was closed, so I felt like it was good. We got a lot to talk about and catch up on. You've you, we, you've been on the show a few different times, and you've Way always, uh, you've, but you always had a, a like a uh, a spearheading event, or you were trying to save something, and we got to catch up. 
But first, yeah. first, I want to hear about Cows. Cows Beach. Yeah. yeah. Fill, fill us in. Yeah, it's uh, it was awesome news. It got hidden last week uh, in between the high-speed car chase that ended in <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the water. Send it. On, uh, <laughs> and on the west side, on West Cliff, that was a crazy one. And then there was another – there was some – Somebody was arrested for doing some fairly bad things. We heard about that. So there's like it was busy, mm-hmm. and then all the background COVID, blah blah blah. Right. But for the first time in ten years, I actually think it's more. Uh, Cowles Beach was not listed on Heal the Bay's beach bummer list, and that was like a huge deal because if you remember, it, it, we won one year, right? Didn't we, we actually were, no, win? No, we were the top. Yeah. On the worst of worst beach in California, in 2012, 13, 14. 15 we skipped, 16 we were back, and then 17, 18 we started going down. Right. Man, so that's like a dynasty. So this is how so, much is time it, I spent. <laughs> you would find this. I know this is just kind of a bummer. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, it really is. I mean, when you think about cows forever, because I like snapshot 10 years ago, you're like, cows, like, it's toxic sludge. I'm going to go out there and get sick. Like, I don't want to I don't want to be out there. I don't want my family out there. Well, junior guards, people pulled out of junior guards. Let's go on and on about it. It was yeah. a big deal. So, you know, I think really the, the cool part of this, it wasn't just save the waves. I mean, we were kind of leading it and facilitating, but the city actually did a lot of work to get it there. The county did a lot of work to get it there. Can, Surfrider can you, was there. Can you tell us what that work uh, incorporated? Yeah. So, like, well, as I was saying, when we started, we were like, it's a toxic dump. It's just this mess, right? So, we, we tried to figure out, well, what, what really is the problem, you know? Which, which and so, we did a lot of science and figured out that the, the, the water quality, it was a, a question of high bacteria counts. And so, the water quality would get worse in the summer. So, you'd watch it year after year actually go up. Like, it would have the spike in elevated bacteria. Like, kind of this time frame, like, July through, you know, end of June through middle of august just this weird spike and then the rest of the year you'd have you know elevated bacteria but it wasn't nearly as bad right and so we figured out that we figured out it was right by the wharf so it wasn't like out we, we did a bunch of testing to figure out is it in the lineup like is it really high bacteria where everybody's surfing and we figured out no no it's kind of right around the wharf area so we just started like kind of ticking boxes and trying to figure out if we if we mess with this one thing will it get better so the city, like in 2012, 2013, found that there was a, a broken sewer lateral from the earthquake. That's how long it had been. Oh, and they were flushing toilets out there, right? Wasn't that it? Like it was broken. Like it's mm-hmm. a private lateral, right? right. So they don't, they, right. don't, they don't control that. It's connected right. to the house and the household. They can see like, oh, okay, this is actually going not into the wastewater treatment plant, but like into the, the, into the ocean. Yeah. So they, they fixed that. They did a bunch of infrastructural stuff. So like when it's dry weather goes back over to the wastewater treatment plant that made a big deal and then we started tackling we said okay what's constantly adding bacteria what is just a crap load of pigeons that roost right under the wharf right yeah and so they're constantly and they don't like being over the deep water because the little ones fall out right so they're they're in the shallow water slash beach so you just have this line of pigeons it was just shitting shit oh can we say that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. good no more yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, no no more, FCC. No yeah, beep, good. No. Yeah, you can swear. No we can beep. drink. No more beep. Oh, yep. this is great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, so they're they're just crapping, you know. And tide comes up, tide comes down. Just constantly mixing that stuff in, so you get really high bacteria counts. So guys in the wharf, John Bombacci, the wharf crew, they did like this phenomenal job of excluding all the pigeons, putting up like those spikes, putting yeah. up the all that uh, the 
wire mesh to just get them out of there. And it was cool because those guys were up in like, when they were doing it, it was one of the summers where there's just tons of south swells and they're just getting <laughs> pounded like kind of warm. You could have the, the, the ladder up and they're like, you know, there's big sets coming. <laughs> like the guys up there trying to staple gun the stuff down. And um, But they did a great job. You know, they got rid of it and then the city did ongoing maintenance. So it was like, it was a long effort, but you, you could start to see it a couple of years ago. We started to see the data really improve. Because the, 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 the Monterey Bay is so healthy right now. That's the only... It seems like that's the only dark, you know, bad spot. Capitola, how they fare? Capitola just it comes and goes. Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's kind of a similar system. We kind of figured out those, again, those wharfs. A lot of times they put wharfs where there's not a lot of circulation, you know, so you yeah. don't get big sets in there and there's not a lot of surf. So just that in terms of circulation, the water's not moving a lot. So those types of systems – Mm -hmm. get elevated bacteria and they get the birds in there and then SoCal Creek SoCal Creek there's mm -hmm. so there's always like it's everybody's like well what was it and I'm like well it wasn't a thing it was like a lot of things right right and so we try to take tackle a lot of different things. and they can started controlling the um wastewater gate or right the the flood flood control at the beach yeah they have like a they have like a check gate mm -hmm. so like when obviously when there's tons of water moving down that system like you can't put the check gate in cuz it just backs up and goes into the streets and everything but so during the dry season, they put the check gate, any like extra water, maybe groundwater runoff, will go back into the wastewater treatment plant. And a lot of people always are like, I know what the problem is. It's the, the treatment plant. It's leaking. And like, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> the treatment plant's like super dialed. They're really good on testing. The science they do is incredible. It's down to like DNA testing. Hmm. Like, they are such professionals there. And the wastewater that goes from that goes out like more than a mile off of Mitchell's. So it goes out, and this is like tertiary treated, so it's treated like three times, I guess, and it goes out with like, you know, it obviously it's it's super well tested, monitored, and it goes out way far out. So it's not even close to cowls. Right, right. And I think people are always like, and then, it's the plant. Yeah. <laughs> right, people talked about San Lorenzo River, and that, that, that was part of it, which it was now, I would assume. It, it could be. It's right. really hard to see. Um, like when there was breaches, we wouldn't always observe like elevations and bacteria but there could be a case for it moving through groundwater yeah that's just super hard to know without yeah. a lot more testing but um it's not you know like we could be on the list again it's not done but it's like just to have that kind of public statement to be like you guys made it better right that, that was a big win right. for i think for the community i bet the federal government's pissed why because we're actually cleaning something yeah, I mean, that's the kind of exciting thing. It's like, yeah. wow, you can get people together and actually solve something. Like, imagine, we actually yeah. we Do actually something. got something cleaner. Yeah. Something yeah. done. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. yeah Thank and you. But, that's not, but it was you, the city, correct? Who, who else? Was, yeah, it kind of came from, we had like a little, we had a, in 2013, we did a big, for the World Surfing Reserve, we did a big kind of community meeting. So what are the top things you guys are concerned about? And it was like water quality, cows, trash around the, in, you know, on beaches and then like how do we deal with like west cliff and sea level rise and so we've been kind of working on those three things right. in tandem and then but cows was like most important and so also from that uh david tarasas who was mayor at the time probably been on the show uh -oh. no we haven't no? yeah uh -huh. no yeah get old, get old we teacher. we have most of them yeah oh, yeah you got most of the mayors yeah we, get, we do get a lot of mayors yeah. Yeah. thank Hillary's you all the mayors on. thank you the mayors yeah thank you the mayors, yeah, the mayors are great yeah, the mayors have been super helpful. Um, you know, obviously Justin was really supportive of this. Uh, Hillary has been helping out. 
a bunch and um yeah you know it's it's uh it's been a cool process to kind of engage all those people i forgot what your original question is well the success of it is amazing but now who stays on top of it who's who how do we continue to get it on that path we're gonna stay on it we're gonna kind of keep look keep convening the group uh one thing that was amazing at the beginning that kind of blew me away was like the city was monitoring it all the time because they were worried about it and the county was monitoring it all the time and surf rider was monitoring all the time and then no one ever looked at each other's data to mm. be like when are you monitoring what are you seeing right so that wow. was one of the things that was just cool about the group it's like whoa whoa let's like collaborate share right. mm-hmm. and it's interesting that we just get into those kind of silos so that was one of the positive parts was that we could kind of bring everybody together i wonder um nick maybe you have a, have thought about this the dollar amount from g- the, the the flow of money into the city of santa cruz by not having cows on that list because it seems to me like people would be more willing to come and swim in the ocean and visit that beach knowing it's cleaned up i think it's even a bigger deal now like you were, we were talking before the show here that there's so many people from all over that are coming here, you know? No, yeah, yeah. And, and so I think now, and especially for people that are here, like, okay, you can't really just go out wherever you want to, you know, especially during the shutdown. There's very little things you could do and go to. Mm-hmm. And so going to the beach and getting in the ocean, whether you're a swimmer, a paddler, a surfer, just kids boogie boarding, right. whatever, like right. it's so much more important. Like you see how much – having that open space and just being able to get in the freaking ocean does for people's well-being. Right. So like the <laughs> fact that you can kind of feel better about going there and not like, well, do I stay home and go crazy or do I like risk going into the ocean and getting sick from something else, you know? So, so I think it's a really, a, we start to look at these places and see that they're actually super important for our community yeah. and for people that are coming from abroad. But, you know, to your, to your, to your point on the economics, it's something that we've wondered, especially now, is like, okay, Santa Cruz is kind of a tourism town, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have the boardwalk. We don't have a lot of the hotels and things like that. Really, one of the only things left is sort of like the parks and surfing yeah. are kind of the things that we have left as a tourist a- attraction, really. And so people are going to come and spend money because of that. Right. And so I think this has come at a really good time for the community. And then it's kind of one of our follow up things is we want to know, like, how much is this actually generating now here? Like, how much does Cal's generate? It must be a lot. Probably, probably a lot, because last time I was out there, it was like about 600 people. Yeah, no, it's it's insane. Well, I've noticed because I've been on this block now every day for 13 years. I've never seen so many people in my life. So they're not staying away. They're coming, and there are more people than that have ever been here before. Because and they're, they're limited in where they can go. Yeah. Yes. So people don't want to get on planes. They want to yeah. get in the car. And where else are you going to go in the car? You want to go hit the beach. Well, yeah. it's crazy because I, I check. I was telling Nick before the show, I check every ID of a credit card transaction. Right. And um, it's pretty much like the seven nearest states around Santa Cruz. Um, they're in their car, and they're driving here. They're, they're all, they, they all drove. And they're all happy to be here. And they want to come here, and they want to leave with one of those shirts. That says and a skateboard. <laughs> or a, I was talking to Peter Mel. There's very few surfboards available in the marketplace right now. There's almost zero skateboards in the marketplace. Well, there's no team sports. Yeah. 
What are what are, what are you gonna, how are you gonna keep your kids active? There's no, there's no yeah, there's nothing. No gyms. There's no baseball. No soccer. No nothing. You know. So uh, it's 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 just down to uh, surfing, skateboarding. Drinking beer, right? Putting on ten pounds. In this case, shitty beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I I wore out YouTube. Yeah, I did. I'm like over it, done. Done with YouTube. Yeah, there's just, I mean, it's everyone is is dying for entertainment. Yeah, you I know, mean, we have the bands, and people get excited about just being able to watch live music. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's a big thing. Yeah, you guys, um, you guys, Neil's been to him before, but we had the uh, Save the Waves. Uh, uh, film festival yeah that we used to do and we did that for san francisco right yeah oh we did it all over the place yeah. we, i mean last couple of years we produced like 15 events which was just nuts so we, we were decided to pull back on that anyway and then we just this whole thing accelerated so we put it all online so we had six years of films hmm. that we put back all online and the response was great because people were like i never could see these films i've watched everything on netflix i've like Hmm. You can go to Save the Waves and see those. See those. Yeah, films. all of them are up there for free. We wanted to no scope people out on the, on the uh, website. Yep, SaveTheWaves.org/slash/filmfestival. Oh, go check that out. So, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So if you're, yeah. bored, if you're, if you're mm-hmm. bored after this, there's some good films. In I'm there. bored good, now. Well, we, <laughs> <laughs> should I go uh, get some better beer down at Rudy's? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, by the way, our guest tonight, if you just if you just joined, because mm-hmm. I want to say his name again and get it correct. I'm ready. Yeah. Ready? Is ready? Ready? Drum roll, please. Mr. Nick Strong Svetich. 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 From yeah. uh, Save the Waves Foundation. And how long has Save the Waves been around now? 17 years. Wow. Nonprofit. Yeah. yeah. You've had a lot of cool stuff. I know that um, you guys uh, took our president, Donald Trump, to court over an Ire- Ireland golf course, correct? Yeah. Well, the kind of the we didn't do it like we weren't the plaintiffs in it, but we ran the campaign. So the kind of mm-hmm. the international campaign, which was it's like I can't even believe this is the story, you know. How did we get here? Uh, but a, a while ago, you know, I got this email from Mark Massara, who might have been yeah, on the show mm-hmm. before. Yeah, yeah, he's, yep. he's like, hey, you should check this out. And it was like Donald Trump to build seawall over famous Irish surf spot. And I'm like, no way. At this point, <laughs> he's just a candidate, like the loud candidate in the Republicans. I'm like, we're going to be able to do this campaign that's totally aligned with our mission of, like, preserving these places. This bad project is going to destroy a bunch of stuff. And we'll get all this attention because – He's getting a lot of attention. So then you fast forward like a few years, and he's the president. And now you've taken on the president's uh, golf course. But, you know, basically they have this really cool beach called Dugmore Beach, a bunch of dunes. It's one of the only beach breaks. It's kind of sheltered there in Ireland. Um, so it's in County Clare. And, uh, and so he was going to build like a, like a three no, – well, how was it? It was like six meters high by three meters wide by like two, three kilometers long. Wow. So like this massive wall right. on the beach, which basically block all the access for the local surfers, like cut through all this dune habitat. So they had this bunch of endangered species in there. And then actually make erosion worse. They were putting it on there to kind of like, like stop – like see, there's a really awesome jacked up car. That just drove by <laughs> sideways. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we see that guy yeah, once in a while. Oh, that's distracting. <laughs> yeah, he lives here. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but you know, like really damaging project that was going to go in for no real reason, and and then the whole irony behind it was like they justified it to stop uh, climate related sea level rise, and it's like, well, on one side you don't believe in climate change and it's a hoax perpetrated by Chinese, and the right. other side. 
you're protecting your golf course against it. So like, which one, <laughs> which one is it? So we launched this big campaign called nature trumps walls. And, uh, we got like a hundred thousand signatures from around the world to oppose it. So that was kind of round one. And then the, the planning commission rejected the first round. So then they came back with this other proposal. And, uh, well, then we did another follow up to the campaign that had like 700, uh, letters that people sent in from all over the world, like handwritten letters to this, you know, it's a tiny little town. Yeah, I so bet, yeah. Like, you, get, you get, like, more letters than there are people in the town. You're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, to a degree, it generated a lot of buzz, and then they rejected it again. They were like, no. we're not using science to justify this, and we don't think it's in the public's interest. Like, the beauty of this place. I love that more. story. So. Yeah. Well, congrats to that, too. Well, you got to realize, that's the same guy that makes people sign waivers over the COVID. Yes. That go to his rallies. Yes. But it's a hoax. Yes. So, you know what I mean? So let's just be real about that. Same thing. So that's done. No seawall at the Trump golf course in Ireland now? No seawall. Uh, these things always tend to kind of like come back weirdly. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just the whole thing was kind of surreal. I mean, not to get into too many stories, but like in the middle of the of the campaign, like right before we had our we had our website donation portal go down like somebody brought it down <laughs> and then i went through all the analytics and back end it was like so much hits from russian websites i'm like really this cannot be true you know so there's just a lot wow i mean i've been on many times grew up in england but i can't think of one irishman or irish woman for that matter who'd want that period that wall there I, it, it's I, built by him in their beautiful countryside you know i think they it was real interesting because we're obviously not from there. So we're the kind of like, you know, gringos from wherever kind of yeah. they, they don't like like the outside influence that much. And it's like all these Americans like putting their finger on the scale for kind of politics stuff. But it was really a bad project. And I think kind of half the community is like, well, we don't want to lose our beach and we don't want to lose our access. And like we don't want to you know, destroy this beautiful place. And then the other ones were re like listening to what the, the golf course was saying. It was like, we're the only thing that provides jobs to this community. You're, we're going to go, we're going to pull the whole thing and your whole family is going to lose their job. So, right. you know, it's a pretty depressed place. R right. Right. And so when you're hmm. faced Scaring. with that, it's right. kind of like, okay, you have these outside guys or you have the golf course that's paying me. And so there was a, there was a bit of tension, I think between those two standpoints. Yeah. But, but I think in the long run, like, the, the people that are the decision makers and, and elected officials there like thought more than just, okay, am I going to have a paycheck until Donald Trump changes his mind? Right. And thought more like, what is this beach actually worth to us to be able to go and enjoy and, and like have this open place? Right, right. So how would the describe, have you been to this spot? I haven't, but uh, a couple of our board and staff have. Is it been, so is it a pretty big beach? Yeah, it's pretty big. It's pretty long. Mm -hmm. It's like long, open. It's like, it's like Monterey. It's like a, the like Watsonville, it, Monterey, the whole that, it's that mm -hmm. type of beach. It's sort of like, you know what it kind of reminds me, at least picture wise, because I haven't been there? It's sort of like Asilomar, but way yeah. longer. So, yeah, kind of yeah, that yeah, yeah. rocky coast where there's a lot of right. weird, kind of rocky, craggy zones, and then having a big open beach like that is, yeah. is, like pretty, is pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. On one corner, there's this big, epic old castle. You know? Wow. So, it's, it's real. Oh, that's neat. Well, congrats again. Thank great, you. another great win for uh, for the for the company on that one. And let's move ahead. Uh, last time you were here, uh, we were trying to save San Miguel. That was another one. 
Yeah, and and do we have any updates on San Miguel? San Miguel is where. So in Baja, Mexico. Yeah. It, so it's it's slated to be the first state park in northern Baja. A surfing reserve too, or something, it right? It's in the World Surfing Reserve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the there's kind of, there's ten of our World Surfing Reserves that we work with the local communities in a bunch of different places in like eight different countries. And, and what's that mean? What uh, was what is that like? What's San Miguel the surf spot get for that? So. You know what it get like we can't really do anything legally as an international entity. We can't come into a country and be like, okay, so you're not gonna do this anymore in your own country. Just right, one, right. it's inappropriate. Two, it's not legally sound. Right, binding, yeah. So we kind of the World Surfing Reserves, there's a, a long lengthy application process and we vet these different places that apply. And then as they apply, we rank all of them. We usually have like three to five applications of different places. So more than we can keep up with. And then when it's approved, we work with the local community, and it's usually mix, made up of like the surf community, local government, local business, um, the environmental NGOs that are there, and we, we make what's called a local stewardship council. So they're really the kind of board of directors of the reserve, and then we put them through a, a kind of a rigorous planning process. It says, what's all the, what are all the problems you're facing? What are the underlying causes? What are the solutions that we can put together? Right. And usually one of those solutions is, Okay, how do we legally protect this place? Right. So, so you're kind of like a phone a friend for these groups a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We're like we come in and we kind of pull everybody together in a coalition, set the plan, and then really get people stoked on it by kind of promoting it and uh, and helping them with financing. Right. And was there dangers? I've surfed San Miguel many times. Fantastic wave when it breaks past this little jetty. Wow. Um, was there problems? Was there was there was there things happening to San Miguel that were gonna endanger the wave? Yeah, there's some sand mining back up in the upper watershed that was uh, an issue. There was a lot of trash. Uh, in the in that marshy area? Mm -hmm. Oh, they okay. off the bridge and stuff like that. And then the port commission, there's like all the ports down in Ensenada. Mm -hmm. They own that too, and so they're trying to kind of like potentially add another element of the port there. So wow. destroy it. Like a giant jetty. So the idea was like, and it had been going for a long time, was – create this first state park because there's no open space for any of Ensenada, you know, green spaces and, and all that. So you have this surfing, you know, kind of campsite, sweet beach, like perfect right-hander that's really good. And then all this upland, pretty unique, like watershed that's still intact. And that was pretty rare for Baja. So protecting both of those things, kind of using the, the surf to also protect this other stuff that's pretty, pretty important for the rest of, you know, biodiversity there and the community was was a, a pretty cool thing i've gotten to the point where <laughs> this is a this is the hilarious part about working in mexico it has all of the signatures it's got like 10 different government bodies to sign off of it, it has one last one which is the the mexican water agency called conagua and they have like there's one signature on this document to make it official mm. we had the document sent in to mexico city office the freaking office burned down with the document in it. Oh. <laughs> was it an accident? I have no idea. But so, like, so I was down there, and they're like, yeah, so we have some bad news about San Miguel. I was like, what? And they're like, the document burned down in the office. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay. Send another. So then it went, got kicked back to, like, Mexicali or wherever the other regional office is. They got, they're going to print out the new one, all the plan on this big planning architectural paper. They run out of paper and they can't afford the, the <laughs> office can't afford extra paper that size. So oh it's gosh. just sitting there. And then we were like, we will buy your paper. Mm -hmm. for it. So we buy the paper and then COVID happens. Yeah. So it's just sitting there 
until they can go back into the office. But you're confident it's going to go I'm through. Pretty confident, though. I've been pretty confident before. And is there a timeline <laughs> to that, like making it a, a reserve? Is it is that a perpetual thing, or is yeah, it? Yeah, it'd be a state park, and then it would be managed by the state, so it's they're just transferring. But as part of the reserve, that was one of the things that the World Surfing. Reserve so that's Baja had. Norte would be in charge of that, I guess. Would be. Yeah. And is that the first surfing reserve in Mexico? Yep. Wow. I could see that similar, like what we just talked about with Cal's Beach, yeah. becoming a great destination tourist. I mean, it already is a destination surf spot, but to have that label attached to it's kind of it, like a national it, park. Is it important for the, the folks living there that, that it is? Uh, yeah, you know, or is it just like you know a piece of paper and they and uh, it's forgotten now? You know what I. That I kind of thought that way, yeah. Like when I was first working, I'm like, okay, we're just doing this stuff, and then it's going to help us do other conservation. So we'll, we'll kind of use this big label and get everybody excited, and push a couple things, and and uh, you know, work on this. But then we 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 have these dedications for each place. Yeah. So we've done them in you know Gold Coast and Noosa oh. and Brazil Here. and all. You know. Yeah. And I and I like I stood up there and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just going to make my little speech and I'm not going to tell them anything incredibly important but i just said you guys have a cool place here you know it's like i see the dolphins out swimming out the back you got all these waves you got these islands out here that are just magical and it's a really cool place and you should be you know pretty proud of what you have and afterwards you know i'm thinking whatever and i botched that speech and right (laughs) and like we'll just move on to the next thing and you know like a guy pulled me aside and he goes you know what no one ever told me that ensenada was cool before no one ever told me what i what i have here is cool and worth protecting i always just thought little ensenada I wish I could be across the border right. in San hmm. Diego surfing those spots or no one ever came here and t- told me it was special. Not right. like, and I'm not anybody special to tell them that, but just to have somebody externally kind of be like, Hey, you know what you have here is cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually was a lot more meaningful than I thought. Yeah. And so to have that, it's really, uh, I think it's a really a huge, Ish. a huge piece of pride for a lot of people, Yeah. you know? And so that, that stuck with me as like, it's not a small thing to, to these guys, you know. Well, and when Which you get when that? you get overhead San Miguel, that's a pretty special thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty good, and uh, and there's yeah there's a few people that know that down there too, and they're always super happy to yeah real happy to see to, the outsiders to see us, but uh, but it's it's different. A lot of families are surfing there, you know, like uh, Trace Emes is a, is a one of the other spots that's in the reserve, and um, and I was just like, okay, it's kind of like tucked away in this. It's a little industrial. It's a really good wave. It's kind of like 38th, but like a little bit more like, you know, when 38th is on a south swell, it's yeah. kind of like that, but an A-frame. Yeah. And it can get, it can get kind of pretty good. And I just thought, oh, yeah, it's just this kind of like back-end spot. A lot of families use it for surfing. It's right. kind of the local spot. And then I was looking through like these 60s pictures, and like Trace Emmes was the place down hmm. there. Like, it was a real legendary place. It was some of the first surfing. Like, the, you know, the Wind and Sea Club used to come down. They used to have these cross-border contests and, like, all these old Leroy Granis photos from there. And, like, and I'm like, holy wow. moly. Like, there's all this history wrapped up in these places that you kind of may not know right yeah. on the face of it. Is there a next San Miguel you're trying to work on right now? We're, tr- we're trying to take that concept because we have all these communities that really want to work to protect their surf spots. And we, you know, our reserves, like we are only making one per year. Right. So I said, well, how do we like ramp this up? So we're working on a framework to kind of protect a whole bunch of places. 
So we're working on uh, like a registry of all the spots in Mexico to kind of say these are the most important places to protect and then work at a national level to kind of say there's a network of all these protected so areas. So nothing, nothing you can actually do. All you can do is just make people aware that they have a really cool place. And hopefully they'll and embrace hopefully it they'll and want to take part. And I wish we could do that. I hope we do that, we do that here on our own doorstep. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to start it, to start it here. It, there, I think it's a question of, you know, like the way the Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary came about, right? It's sort of that same process that all those guys and gals walk through, yeah. you know, how many every years ago. It's sort of that process again in just these different places. So right. you're working with a lot of the politicos. You're making it work. Surfing happens to be cool and kind of sexy, and they can see that there's foreigners paying money to come and surf these places. You know, yeah. like in Oaxaca, like if you didn't have those surf spots, you just right. – There's nothing. Look right. at Puerto Escondido. You know, yeah, there's, there's nothing there. So we're, we're working in uh, Punta Conejo now, so a similar campaign, but then trying to kind of create it into a protected area. How? Seems like pollution would be one of the biggest hurdles because yeah. there's just the I, it, they just haven't really got it in a lot of Central America. No, there's there's all kinds of issues of uh, you know kind of stewardship issues on water quality and trash and, mm -hmm. and just those basic things that I think. But I think once you start to tie it into one people being proud of their place and then two like money coming from tourism. Uh, it becomes really important to actually solve those issues, whereas before you may not have been incentivized. So it, it gets a little bit more of a push to the government to be like, you got to do something. Well, I hope so, because at Puerto Vallarta, there's a boogie board spot where the river goes in. Yeah. You can smell it. You can? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, TC talked about before, uh, uh, can we capitalize on cows getting, you know, getting better as far as, you know, all these people are coming here from around the world, as, as TC was talking about. Can we capitalize? How can we capitalize? Well, how can Save the Ways capitalize for all for for the youth, the people coming to Santa Cruz, so that we can they they're more they're aware of Save the Ways because, I mean, unless you happen to bump into your website or bump into your Facebook page, it's not a lot of you don't, there's not a lot of, not a lot of advertising going on that people know that you even exist. Yeah, I think it's a funny dichotomy because we're here and people are like, I don't really know. I've heard of Save the Ways. I have no idea what it does. You know, in here, and then we'll be in like. Australia and everybody's like save the waves we love what you do like the world surfing reserve is a big deal here you know we had like the premier of Queensland like came out and was talking about how important the world surfing reserve was to the economy of the gold coast and all this stuff so we have this funny thing of like here people are like save our shores there are waves I don't really know yeah. and like we're this little nonprofit, and then like we go out and we're this giant you know, huge international environmental organization. Interesting. It's just though. a really funny thing. Mm, yeah. So like, in, you know, in, in like Brazil, we went there and there's, I mean, you know, we had our reserve there in a place called Guarda do Ambau, which I'd never heard of. It's one of the most famous Brazilian spots out there. All these former Brazilian pros were out and they had just blanketed the town with Save the Waves logos. A little pirating, but, right. you know, it was like, your logo's giant on a billboard <laughs> in Brazil, and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> like, this is a big deal. And then we kind of come back, and people are like, oh, what? Huh? Save, Save the who? Save the whales? Yeah. <laughs> we, had that, we got a lot of calls. We used to get a lot of calls of that, like, uh, I have this dolphin that I saw. I think it's hurt. I was wondering if you guys could like maybe come down here. And swim out, yeah. How are the waves? We'll save the waves. Right? <laughs> How are the waves where that we dolphin is? The dolphin's is. great. We love it. <laughs> However. Uh, in Brazil – we were able to do another one down there. Yeah. It, 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 what's harder, Mexico or Brazil? Mexico, I think. Uh, I don't know, right? Well, 
Brazil just has a longer history of surf. So yeah. they've just had people like they have a, a longer lineage of surf kind of culture. And they actually had quite a lot of people working on like environmental issues related to surf for a long time. Not that Mexico doesn't. It's just as the surfing culture isn't quite as developed in Mexico, I'd say. So in some places it is. I mean, Puerto Escondido. Right. Like Cabo you know, or yeah. some places. There's yeah. Places that have it. But like Brazil's like just a series of surf towns and like everyone surfs there and the waves were pretty good. I was not expecting that. They were actually pretty good. I was kind of expecting like this like two foot chunk mm -hmm. where they're, you know, but on the two foot chunk, the guys rip. Right. Mm -hmm. like, I'm yeah. Like, how, how did you, yeah. I'm like paddling and trying to, trying to just get to my feet and get to the, and they're like, Ripping. Like drop in like air reverse on this thing that's this big. I'm Brazilians like, have a lot of energy when it comes I to surfing. But Brazil Brazil's challenging right now, just given I mean their the government is like pretty hostile to environmental organizations, so that makes it challenging. Um and knee deep in COVID. Right? Hey, the COVID. well, the president got it. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, holy smokes, the presidents are getting it. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, he was like, everything's fine. Yeah, Keep we're it good. Open. Oh. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And I was talking to our people down there, and they're like, yeah, everything's open, but it's, uh, it's not that good. Yeah. So yeah, Brazil's challenging. I mean, they got a lot of water quality issues that are gnarlier just because it's more industrialized. Like, yeah. you know, in Mexico, like the super big towns well, are not on the ocean. The thing when I went to Brazil, it's like Mexico, you're, I think you're either multi-millionaire or you got nothing. Yeah. There's no, there's no- uh, Middle class? Middle class whatsoever. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember kids, when I went down to Brazil, kids wanted to wash my little Volkswagen Beetle rental car and they, and he got, I, sure, I'll give you a buck, whatever it was. He came back with a Coke on the cup of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Little kid, right? It was cheaper, him, cheaper for him to get by a Coke than it was to get a bucket of water. Oh, yeah. You know, you're either rather multi-millionaire or you're hmm. right on the other side of the fence. It's like shanty town. You've got nothing. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, you know, I didn't really go to the... I went to... Uh, Florianopolis was the biggest town that I went to. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I went Little islands sort of nestled together and all these like surf spots just kind of into the islands and a lot of cool it was just cool it was it was just totally different than i was expecting yeah really beautiful coastline and then but you're right you know still it's just a big like those that was a pretty big town and so you have this you were super super wealthy and then super super poor but yeah you know i mean down it's there the thing that i was struck about i just look at all the skateboards that is like the skateboard capital of the world oh yeah they, yeah they love skateboarding down there yeah so i stayed at a hotel that was like uh this skate this is like bowl hotel thing and they had like <laughs> three bowls and it was old man's night which was good for me when i was there or bad for me and, uh, <laughs> and then i was like all right old man's night like I'm finally good and then the, all, all the like 35 and olders were just shredding <laughs> i was like oh my goodness this is a these guys know how to everything they do sporting wise they end up just dominating yeah oh yeah no they're, well, they're really aggressive when it comes to yeah. individual sports um with covid going on right now nick how's fundraising going for you guys you know it's it's been kind of like a challenging 
kind of up and down. Like we had to cancel all of our events. So you guys have been to Life is a Way before, canceled. Like we can't we pushed pushed it to the fall and then we canceled it because we're like it's just not, not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. And then you know same thing. We had to do all of our our uh, uh, film festivals online. But we were kind of moving that direction anyways. Like less events, a little bit more kind of bigger dollar fundraising. You know individuals. So it's kind of fell in line with the plan but we had to we had to catch up very quickly i mean historically we had a lot of contributions from from a lot of the corporate sector and that just disappeared so yeah. that was kind of gone right and then uh luckily our foundation partners really stepped up so we got a lot of support from traditional partners and then a bunch of new funding kind of came through like luckily hmm. so we've, we've been able to sort of balance it out which i feel good about like we kept we kept everybody up and, and running at full time, all the staff, and um, went to a remote office. So we made a bunch of changes. But in the next five years, you see what's going on with what's going on with you guys. What's the future hold? <laughs> well, I can't predict like five months minutes? from now so right. <laughs> or five <laughs> minutes. I mean, anything could happen at this point. I mean, we have a couple big partnerships um, we've been working on. One with a group called Conservation International, which is one of the larger. Um, NGOs out there in conservation so they have like 26 offices around the world and so places where there's good waves and important conservation areas we're sort of teaming up to make more of these yeah reserves um, so that's been a really helpful partnership and then you know we, we set this big goal for ourselves which was we wanted to protect a thousand waves by 2030 and uh, you know when we started it's interesting because when we started we were about a hundred and 30 and I'd say this year's efforts on all the things that we've talked about here we kind of like amp that up by about 30 to 40 additional places okay so cool. we're kind of like yeah we're, we're we're swinging really high yeah uh, that's good which is you got to which is I figure like if we shoot for a thousand right and we only protect 500 surf spots we've done more to protect surf spots Heck than anybody yeah. ever <laughs> yeah. if we just protect one for crying out loud well, it's, it's in a way, it's like people are so thankful for what you're doing, but I can see it also being a little bit thankless sometimes, too, because you're putting so much effort into it, and then you kind of step way onto the next project and don't really get to, like, reap the rewards on your end. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's an interesting point, actually, is uh, I don't know what the reward – I've been thinking about what are the rewards. You know, like, what are the rewards for this work? At a certain point, like – Well, just, just that man coming up to you, you know, that, that guy coming up to you tell you that he didn't realize this place was cool. I think I think that's right. I think that is the reward. It's sort of about I don't know. I had I had a time where we were working these partners, and there was a big thing, and there was this press conference, and like I didn't inclu get included on the press conference, and I was just pissed, you know. And then I had to go like take a long walk and like cool down, and I was like, well, why are you really doing this? Are you just doing it so you can be on press conferences? Yeah. Like that's the wrong thing. Like at the end of the day, did the place get protected? Yeah. And then like it's gonna benefit people. Yeah. That's probably why I should be doing it, you yeah. know, even though it's really hard, like ego wise to be like, you just want to be like, fuck that guy. Like, mm -hmm. this is bullshit. You know how much we did for this? And then, right. And then you got, but you got to, you can't let people steamroll you to a degree, but you also have to remember why you're doing it. And I think ideally you're doing it for, you know, you're helping people. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if any, if, if everybody could leave the world a little bit better place than they started out in, what a change this planet would have, you know? And so you, you're, you're doing that. You're 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 gonna leave the world a better place, and to me, that's what the ultimate reward is. 
That's know, the only reason we have him on the show. Why, why, why <laughs> and beer, he, too. Why would he even be here? <laughs> no, it's definitely not for the beer. <laughs> if you guys had me on for the beer, you... We would be over at uh, Dubo or something yeah, getting, yeah. getting a real one. Bring um, cheap shit. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the, the good part of this work for me is, like, I got to take something I really love, which is surfing, you know, and, and think about places that are really important to me, coastal places. And then to use that to do good is awesome because I've done I've done conservation forever and like you know how many times where I'm just talking about water quality and this and people are like oh my god like, <laughs> yeah, oh, this yeah. Is, uh, like can I can this be over please yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there's some listeners out there right now sorry like, everybody like, yeah. God can this be over <laughs> I want to get back to the normal feed it's actually probably Tyler is is yeah, like he's on in 20 minutes. <laughs> Tyler's like, well, he stopped talking already. Yeah. Logging my feet up. Um, but, you know, I, just people were are bored by conservation. I think it's important still. And that, that's, the, that's the thing. COVID makes you think about what's important. And I was like, what the hell are we doing? The surfing thing, conservation, does this matter? People can't eat. But you, 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 it's important to you, and you rub off on people. If it wasn't important to you, we'd be screwed because then no one would give a shit. Like you, you're out there, you're the figurehead, you're out there, and you, it's important to you. Even though if you get bored or you want to go out and yell at somebody, or run, to you it's important. And that rubs off on TC, runs off on me, and anybody else you, mm -hmm. you talk to. We see you in the news, we see what's going on with Save the Waves, we see what's going on with you. And like, fuck yeah, man, he's, he's getting it done, he's doing something, making a change for everybody. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate that. It is important to me, you know, but, and I think, again, as I was saying, the COVID makes you think what's really important. Right? Heck yeah. We're like, what are we why are we doing any of this stuff, you know? And TC, at the end of the day, he can be like, why am I doing this? And you're like, because uh, I freaking love skateboarding. <laughs> you know, like, you wouldn't have these boards up here from 1984 with the original wheels. You could wheels sell them all, computer. just go <laughs> and pack it in. Love That's a good you know? point. And so I think, I think uh, to me, you get to see what's really important in this whole experience is like, man, I've seen, I've seen people just get into the ocean just be like, oh, just to have mm -hmm. that opportunity to get in the ocean, you know, now is when you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. You're scared half the time. You probably lost your job. Like, it matters to have these places. So so I was like, God, conservation, surfing, does this even matter? And then just watching that experience to be like, it really matters for people's well-being. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, I'm all in. And I do think it matters. Well, yeah. I think, too, um, especially we see it more so now than ever, is that you just got to get the snowball rolling. And it takes people to give them that push, and then people want to jump on and make it bigger, and it gets the movements get bigger and bigger. And we've seen that happen in the last few months over and time and time again. And I think you can be the example that will make people realize, I can make a change too. If Nick and his organization can make a change, I could possibly try too. Yeah. And that's leading by example, and hopefully – you could create that snowball of people wanting to take care of some place in their life that is in, you know, a, a jeopardy. So I, I think that that's the, uh, something that you can lead by example with. And I hope that people that see you and the efforts that you guys have made will take that to heart and say, I can do something too. I need, to, I need you to mention your kids because, you know, 25, 50 years from now, they're going to go back and listen to watch this video of their dad, you know, on this shitty show, you know, 
Um, <laughs> it's not that, that bad. Not that bad. No. It's just, it's I want you to mention it's, it's still cold beer. <laughs> Second or third best surf skate podcast in Santa Cruz. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the best surf skate podcast in Santa Cruz for sure. Well, almost. It's almost there. It's, uh, yeah. So I think you've got to say hi to the kids. I want to say hi to the kids. Yeah. My aunt, uh, my wife, too. She's with the kids right now. She, she, I was telling you a story. She broke her foot on a skateboard ramp that I built mm. in our driveway. Okay, that went down well. It was not popular. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we have two little guys at home, Jack Wilder and Cody Fisher. And Jack is three and a half. He is awesome kid. He runs around. He's curious about everything. We went out fishing on the wharf last night, caught some anchovies. He awesome. <laughs> got the sabiki out there and just caught some anchovies. I was like, what do you want to do? Let's put it back. And he's like, I want to take it. And I'm like, what are you going to do with it? He's like, well, I want to, sh- I want to take it. And I was like, well, do you want the fish to die? And he's like, no, <laughs> no, no. We're gonna put it back then. You're supposed to put it on a hook and put it back. I know, but we, did, we only had a sabiki, so and we had to leave. And I didn't want it to end up in the car seat because I know where that movie's going. Right? <laughs> uh, he he's a great kid, you know. And then uh, Cody is about to turn one. Cody Ooh. Fisher. He is on the move. On he the says move. a lot of words, none of them in English, <laughs> just a bunch of gobbledygook. And he runs around, and he's awesome. And then uh, Suni, my wife, is very patient with me. I think I either tricked her or she misremembered. She's like, well, good luck at your appointment, honey. And I'm like, my appointment? <laughs> and she's like, Wait, why are you taking the beer to the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> it's not an appointment. It's a, we're going on a radio show. or uh, Pog, it, yeah. it used to be a radio show, and now it's online, and I don't know. I didn't explain that. Part. So she broke her foot on the quarter pipe you built. Mm-hmm. Was she riding a skateboard? No. But, well, uh, Tell the story. recorded, yes. Okay. Yes, she was riding a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a better story. No, she was changing a light bulb and then stepped off and landed on the side of the quarter pipe. And as soon as she came down, I was like, shit, she just broke her foot. And she was like, oh, I think it's okay. She's like, I don't think I have to go to the doctor. I was like, yeah, sure. Like, yeah, just well, spend the night see how it goes. You can't do anything to a broken foot anyways. Yeah, she, she got the boot on. Yeah. So she had the first couple of days with crutches and splints and you're yeah. probably really popular, you and that quarter pipe, are you huh? in the guest room? Or are you <laughs> <laughs> that goddamn <laughs> quarter pipe? Sleeping in the quarter pipe. Yeah, I, I built the quarter pipe for the kids. Uh-huh. So, of course. So, so it was more popular. Three and a half. Yeah. yeah. That one-year-old really needs a quarter pipe. He actually is the most stoked on it. He gets the skateboard, and he pushes it on his knees, and he pushes it up. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, so it is was built for the kids. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. not really ridden it as much as i was anticipating as much as uh, you have correct yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so are you in the doghouse a little bit over this project a little do- yeah i would imagine so i think i came out but i might be back in for like something else <laughs> <laughs> something else I, it's it's so crazy the whole thing is so crazy i'm doing the hetzler surgery oh, Dr. oh you're getting your ears done on yeah. thursday <laughs> Oh, should we call the doc? So you see that? Come, doc. Come get, get the dull he chisel. Needs it, he needs it. Oh, back. my ears are. He looks at my ears and he's like, "You're dying." <laughs> <laughs> That's how bad my ears are. Wait, yeah, I, it's gonna be like a that whatever that movie was with Richard Pryor, where and uh, where one of them's deaf and the other's blind and they're feeling their way around. So we got one person that can't walk and the other's deaf. Wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you in. That's the secret. If you want the 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 the, 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 the dialed. No, 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 no. The sandwich. dialed, the dialed, fucking, the dialed ear, ear surgery. You take him a subway sandwich, foot long, ham and cheese, lettuce, olives, 
I'll give you the menu and take that to him, and you'll you will get the good surgery. My but my surgery is at like six thirty in the morning. Doesn't make any difference. He'll have it. For, he'll have it after. Now are you doing both ears at one time. No, I did. That's what I did. Yeah, it's only uncomfortable for like two days, then you're off and running. Then, ba- then back up. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of plan for. But you, I guess you want to look at his hands too. Tell him to put his hands out. You know, uh, he. he w- there was a rumor about him retiring was going around, so you got to get Yeah, he can't retire. No, he's like, he's like, I'm no. going to retire someday. And, but, he uh, can't retire till I get my ears done. No, you better give him a call. Yeah. He'd come yeah, out of retirement for you anyway. He looks at my ears, and he just it's rolls a, he rolls his he, eyes he, at me. He, after one show, he comes every year and checks everyone's ears, right? I mean, God bless him. He comes every year and checks everyone's ears for free. Then, but then afterwards, he takes a, he takes, like, takes a crowd up to the, his up to his uh, office so it took, takes tc because tc you gotta come up to the office it's like nine o'clock at night yeah nine o'clock uh, at nine night. O'clock night over here he's turning off the alarm the lights are going on takes him up to the office and gets in his ear pulls out a volkswagen bug out of his ear it's that yeah fucking mm-hmm. <laughs> big <laughs> old black he's, thing he's stoked about mm-hmm. getting those things out of mm-hmm. he's like oh the first one he, he was like well i think i can solve this let me just get in there and and he pulls out the thing. feels like he's taking a piece of my brain. And it pulls that thing out. I'm like, holy God, what is that? How did that get in there? Petrified earwax. It's mm-hmm. like yeah. it's a bunch of different stuff congealed in there. And then the next one, he's scoping out. I'm like, oh, oh, wait, wait. I've got something. I'm going to get it. And he was like, he's just stopped to get, look, let me get in there and just, yeah. you could see that that weirdly brought him delight, but I yeah, think yeah, yeah. it makes people feel so much better. So he's yeah. like, he gets really, excited and then like you feel, to do it. Yeah. well, when he pulled mine out, I literally could hear. Yeah. That's how clogged that ear was. It, it was uh, insane. I'm excited because every time I go, like, if I go in the water, no plugs or anything, it just gets in there and it's, right. it's I'm done. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good luck with that, Nick. That's amazing. Good luck with that. Dr. Hessler, anybody who has any surfer's ear issues, Dr. Hessler here in Santa Cruz, number one in the world for it. He and regular regular guest. He he invented the uh, the tools that uh, the modern ear surgery for surfers here uses. Made in Germany. Yeah, he's an amazing uh, doctor, and I I look forward to having him fix my ear someday. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you how it goes. I'm hoping. Yeah. Nick Strong Svetich. Thanks Good. for coming on the show today, buddy. Is it, did we it. miss anything that's going on with Save the Waves and what's new, coming up? Check in on what we're doing, you know, SaveTheWaves.org. Watch the, watch the film festival, which I, I think is really festival. good. If you want to get involved, I keep telling people, we, are, we have an app that you can just post anything that you see going on at your spot that you love. That's cool. Hmm. And then we're sorting out the data on the back end. Yeah. And so we've got, you know people from all the world, like 35 countries that are using it, and we're going to ramp that up in the coming year. So download, you go to iTunes or whatever and get to download the yeah, Save the Waves app. Save the Waves app, Kay. or you can go to our website and get it. And uh, and there, I think there's just a lot of ways that people help out. You know, I, I don't, I, I just want people to feel like they're involved and they can yeah. be involved. So watching the film festival, getting the app, those are all ways that you can you can get involved. You How know? many films in the film festival on the website, do you know? There are six seasons. Each season is about an hour long, hmm. and they're usually about like anywhere between six and ten minute films. So there's usually about ten films. That's cool. For, well, we've got something yeah. to watch now. Yeah, SaveTheWaves.org slash FilmFest. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. That's it. So, and yeah. Well, we'll and keep up the good work. Go down to Cal's and just enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Well, well, you know. Along with everybody else. Just, yeah, maybe not enjoy it all at once. Well, we hear about your um, your worldwide efforts, and for the locals watching, and for Neil and myself, thank you for our local efforts. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Because Cal's 
is a jewel and it should be polished and taken care of like a jewel. And with your help and your organization's help, you've made that difference. Well, I think the other piece that I've learned along the way is like, we can't just fly around parachuting places and try to save people's spots. You know, like it has to start at home and we have to be like, this is what we are doing at home in our own community. Mm -hmm. And it's important to start here before you kind of fly around and fix other people's problems. Yeah, you got to take care of your own garden. This is where my kids surf and go down to the beach. Well, they don't really surf, you know, once. But they will. They will. Well, it was also great in in regards to cows is that it kind of got to a point that was like, well, I guess it's just cows forever. We're just going to have a dirty beach forever. And. And through the efforts, we were able to make it a cleaner beach, yeah. which, in my opinion, can something, make any beach cleaner something positive, with that kind of effort. Something positive for this year. Yes. I think we need that news every now and again. It's just been such a shit sandwich of a year. Right. It's just like, can we do something good? And I don't know. I, I Weirdly, I must get like stubborn about it, but I feel like if I said that I'm going to do this and work on it, then I feel like I have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why we kind of chipped away at it for six years or whatever Congrats. getting a lot when we first started getting a lot of angry emails from skin dog about what we were oh, yeah. what we were doing down there and you know but kind of he was right to be honest with you it was like what are you guys doing like right. yeah what are we doing right. yeah and then like let's not talk about doing it let's do it yeah well i like how the city helped out city was on you it, know and i think that that's uh and they deserve uh you know a big hand clap for yeah for you know just doing yeah, no, that's work. great. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the wharf maintenance guys are awesome. I know they're a bunch awesome. of those dudes, and they work really hard. They work really hard. And <laughs> I'm, I'm real proud to hear that their efforts paid off as well. John Bombacci and his crew is great. Yeah. The, the whole lab, the environmental health lab, did amazing science, right. both from the city the and waste, the county. The, the waste treatment plant does a good job. They do a good job. You and know? now I we just maintain. Now we stay up and try to keep it a little better. See, and Seeing what's fair and try to understand it a little bit better and – you know, there's a couple of things to keep the maintenance going. Just make sure we don't see anything kind of keep going up. Again, it could be back on the list because it's ranked against the rest of California. Yeah, they could get cleaner so, too, and yeah, there's a chance, cleaner, right? And we could spike a little bit. Down, but but it's just it's more about let's pay attention to the data and make sure that's going in the right direction. It has been. So. Well, I think it's rad too that you can uh, have a peace of mind of knowing that you probably have kept a couple of kids that probably would have gotten some sort of illness, bacteria illness. From sitting on the toilet or puking their guts out because of the efforts that we've put in at Cal's. Because that's probably one of the biggest side effects is people getting sick. Yeah, or and people not feeling safe. You know, like the, the I think another shout out needs to go to Ride Wave. Like they do great work and uh, and they don't talk about it a lot. They just mm-hmm. go out there and they take kids that have special needs into the ocean. It makes it's just such a it's just such a game changer for those kids and families yeah. and if you have a special needs kid who's like immunocompromised and you hear that cows is dirty yeah you're not going to want to bring that kid down there you're no, not going to no, risk no. that right but that's such a game changer that i think just having yeah. people to be able to experience the ocean fall in love with the ocean is a big deal well it's one of the best junior guard spots and it really is and going. yeah and and, it, and there could be a fantastic program there now and have it grow and prosper again yeah Speaking of cows and uh, right away, I want to thank 
uh, want to uh, pay our respects and uh, rest in peace, Mr. Dave King. Dedic- dedicated dedi- today's show. Show is dedicated to Mr. Dave King. Got mm-hmm. a bunch of shows coming up. TC, you gonna are you gonna do uh, locomotive breath tomorrow night? Yeah, you, I, I, I saw I saw it yesterday. Yeah, yeah I went last yeah. week. It was mm-hmm. really good. No one in there. Really. Private concert. Man. So not tomorrow night we got another author by the show with a uh, lo- uh, rock and roll band, uh, Locomotive Breath, uh, Caitlin Winter. Uh, Jeff Denholm suggested I get her on the show. She's a, a, she won the J race like three times in a row. Uh, yeah. Made it to the U.S. team. Hmm. Wow. She's an incredible swimmer. She just got a scholarship. She's like 14 years old. She got a, a free ride to Alabama already at 14 years old. Wow. So she, I wanna, we got her on the show coming in. And awesome. Shows coming up, TC. Some great shows. Uh, I want to thank Captain John Ribeiro of the Col- of Cobalt Bankers, skipper of the Chardonnay, oh, yeah. for all the real estate we- needs. We recommend you visit Santa Cruz Homes by CaptainJohnRibeiro.com. Surf City Sandwich. Mm-hmm. I want to thank Fig for the hamburger I had today. How'd it go? Burger, TC. You went the burger, huh? Oh, dude, it's freaking phenomenal burger. They make some nice With sandwiches. With the avocado and the caramelized onions, Swiss cheese, and a side of Caesar salad. Mm. Can you eat inside at Surf City Sandwich? Otherwise, it's the patio. I just, I just, you I just, just took it to go? You know, I just ate, took it to yeah. go and ate it in my car. Got it. Uh, I went over uh, SoCal. End of 41st. End yep. of 41st. I just ate there another day. Good. Holy moly. Yeah. There you go. Really good. I want to thank uh, Merch for Socks. Mm. Got him. Got him. Uh, yes. Merch for Socks. I want to thank Cindy from Merch for Socks. They're right there. Thank you, Cindy. Right the yep, we got Chill out Cafe. We'll be at a show last week where they roll the fatties. They roll the freaking mm-hmm. fatties. Beach Nest Vacation Melons. If you're coming to Santa Cruz, you want a beautiful vacation pad in Santa Cruz, no better folks to call than beachnest.com. They have some nice People's spots. Coffee. Curtis, thank Simply you. Simply the best coffee in town on 17th and Baroma. Pizza one and Aptos. You go there a lot. I've been there a few times. Lately. <laughs> 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 pizza one and Aptos is so right next to Manuel's. Trust me, unbelievable pizza. Jamie Jansen from Santa Cruz Core. Went back and had a massage the other day. Oh mm. my God, TC. burn off some calories in that massage. You, how about if I sponsor? How about t- I send you in there for a free massage? I'm ready. Did you go? Yes. You're in. Okay. I'm getting you, you hooked uh, up. All right. You know what? No. Bring better beer. <laughs> <laughs> Bring better beer. Sponsored <laughs> by uh, Rainier. No, no, not anymore. Oh, I want to thank. Oh, uh, so, uh, I'm going to Numa from Aloha Island Grill. I uh, also want to thank Timmy. Congratulations to Timmy Hunt from uh, Pono. Once again, uh, a soon-to-be father. Wow, Timmy. Ch- n- child number Making two. moves. Making moves. Uh, listening stack, which you sh- if you went to Listening Stack years ago, Justin, you wouldn't yeah. be going to see Dr. Hetzel right now. Listening uh, Stack, they have the molded earplugs for surfers right there. Great earplugs. Right there behind the uh, Chevron, Chevron station, station. Yep. on 41st Avenue. Uh, the Wave Clock. I want to thank the Wave Clock. I want to thank Craig for your nautical station for waves. Yeah, at thewaveclock.com. The kayak connection is open at the harbor, and the kayak connection is open at Elkhorn Slough. Woo! Go check it out for some kayaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rogue Pie. Oh, TC. More, oh. more food. Rogue Pies. Rogue Pies. I'm yeah. having one tomorrow. I got, oh. took out the freezer today. Did you? Steak and kidney pie, dude. Ooh, that sounds good. Oh. Huh? Uh, Santa, yeah. Wow. Rogue Pie. Uh, Santa Cruz Mountain Brewery. I want to thank Emily. Mm-hmm. The place she revamped the place. It is styling. Are you still seeing Amber over there? Still seeing Amber. Yeah, okay. She's my beautiful beer. <laughs> And Jake, Jake He's always Nielsen, talking about Amber. Jake I'm like, Nielsen who's Amber? The other day. We had a great show with Jake, Jake, awesome. Jake played. And also, last but not least, my dear friend, Sean Rovai from Bombers Insurance, who is the only guy I know. He buys, he bought the bracelet 
The sh- anti-shark bracelet? The anti-shark bracelet that's been proven that bull sharks mm-hmm. stay away. But we're not worried about bull sharks. No, we don't have any fucking bull sharks. So is he just wearing it for fun? He's like, it's like a child molester. <laughs> okay, the first thing, bracelet? if a shark bites his ankle, that would just be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing, Sean? You fr- he wears this bracelet. Right, it you know tastes what? like baloney. Farmers Insurance or Sean Robach. Sean Robach, Farmers Insurance. Once again, thank you to Nick Strong Spetich. Thank you, Nick. My dear co-host, TC, <laughs> owner of this fantastic establishment. Thank you, Neil. Want to thank thank you, show. everybody out there in Santa Cruz Waves also. Is that it? We're ready. That's, That's awesome. It. Thank you guys for having me back. Welcome, it buddy. is lovely to be here and be socially distanced, but still feel so close. Ah, <laughs> thanks, Nick. <laughs> That's it. All right, you guys. Good night. Thanks for watching. We'll see you uh, tomorrow night with Locomotive Breath. Yep. Good night.